listening to 90% Mental, Conversations with Grant Parr, Episode 155. Mental performance coach Grant Parr sits down with CEO and co-founder of My Huddle, Christina Vandenberg, to discuss the current state of mental health within sports and why she created My Huddle to support student-athletes' overall well-being. Christina shares her D1 soccer experiences where she dealt with the dynamics of transition and identity issues. These experiences motivated her to work hard in the dark when no one was looking, which allowed her to earn Breakout Player of the Year her junior year at Harvard University. Through her own experiences as an athlete and the current state of mental health, Christina is inspired by the belief that mental health should be treated like physical health and that mental skills training should be accessible to high school and collegiate athletes by utilizing technology. Check out My Huddle at joinmyhuddle.com. ready to raise your game? 2021 is the year to increase your performance on and off the field. The Athlete's Edge Journal was designed to cultivate self-confidence and mental resilience through the power of sports psychology. Whether you are a professional athlete, a former college athlete, or have aspirations of greatness in the future, this journal is for you. Visit winthementalgame.com and use the promo code GRANTPAR20 to receive a 20% discount at checkout. Act now to take your mental game to the next level. What would more wins, higher productivity, or quicker recovery mean for you? NeuroPeak Pro optimizes human performance by working to promote balance within the autonomic nervous system. Used by the world's elite athletes, this training program is now available to you at home. Cutting-edge neuroscience and technology allows you to strengthen your brain remotely anytime, anywhere. Schedule your evaluation and get started with your brain training today. Visit NeuroPeak Pro and receive a 10% discount by using the promo code GRANTPAR. Hey, Christina, how are you? I'm doing great, Grant. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Uh, I'm really excited to have you on my show for a lot of reasons. Uh, getting to know you the past year and 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 just learning what you're doing with your company, My Huddle, and how you're being an incredible resource to athletes and coaches and institutions and parents. And I can't wait to share not only what you're doing, the mission of your company, but just to learn a little bit more about your mindset as an athlete, because you are a former athlete, and uh, and just get into your mindset as an entrepreneur. So a lot to discuss today, and I'm really excited to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here and get to speak with you. All right. Well, as you know, because you've known me for the last year and you've listened to some of my podcast, uh, I love talking about mental toughness. And so I, I want to kind of set the tone of, the, of today's show on mindset, mental toughness. So when you think about the two words, mental toughness, what does that mean to you? Yeah, mental toughness. I think that when I was a younger athlete, I thought that mental being mentally tough meant you're able to hide things and you're able to um, you know, not show necessarily your emotions and what you're feeling. That's what I thought mental toughness was. And as I evolved through my athletic career and now more as an adult, I I totally redefine that. I think mentally toughness is actually about being aware of your needs. And the most mentally tough people are those who are able to have that self-awareness, 
know what they need in order to persevere and put that plan into action. And so while the outcome might, you know, might be the same in terms of you see someone thriving through challenges and facing that adversity head on, I think it's really different about the process that you take to get there. It's not about hiding your feelings. It's actually about being so in tune with what you need and being okay saying, I need help or going out and seeking that. So that's how I define mentally tough um, now is the ability to understand your needs and put that into place so that you can persevere through adversity. I love it. You know what I love about it? I love it that you say, you know, building an awareness and then us and understanding your, your, your plan um, and the process, putting a process to play in place. And I love that. And, you know, with you competing at a, at an elite level at the collegiate level in soccer, when you think about the times when you played that sport, can you share a specific time where you had to be mentally tough? Definitely. I mean, I think that there's so many times in your athletic career as a young athlete, everything from, you know, going up, growing up through middle school, high school and college um, that where you have to be mentally tough. Um, but one moment that really stands out to me is in my college days um, when I was playing D1 soccer and um, really the difference for me between freshman and my junior year. So Freshman year, um, I entered thinking I was this hot shot recruit coming in, ready to score all the goals. And that season, I didn't score a single goal. And that's really bad as a forward. And, um, you know, it ended up being that our team had a coaching change. Um, our team lost the majority of our games that season. Um, and, and, you know, when your identity and so much of you is wrapped up in your sport, that was, that was really hard for me being an athlete and saying, wow, like, I'm failing at something I'm supposed to be good at. Um, but fast forward to junior year, um, that through that time, I learned that I learned what I needed. I learned that I needed to work harder off the field, you know, when no one was was looking and watching. Mm. And I think the the things you do behind the scenes are, you know, really those testaments to to your perseverance and, and drive. Um, I also got so much from my teammates who helped lift me up and we helped lift each other up. Um, and, and we wanted something, we wanted to, you know, win our league more than anything. And so come back my junior season, I had a new sense of confident internal confidence, uh, in myself and, and confidence in my teammates and ended up being named breakout athlete of the year for my school and ended up winning the Ivy league championship for the first time for our program in nine years. Um, wow. so that was an incredible experience and it wasn't about the glory of that moment. It was about the grinding and the grit we needed to have in those, <laughs> in those two years leading through that. You know, and I want to bring this up and highlight that, you know, you, you alluded a little bit Ivy League school. So it is, it is Harvard that you went and competed at. But I, I do want to kind of get into a little bit of your mindset because it's one thing to, to play D1 soccer, any college. I mean, there's a lot of uh, the talents, a lot better. There's, there's pressure. Obviously, there's pressure at any level. But how did you deal with not only competing at, a D, D, at the D1 level, but also going to school at Harvard, dealing with, with that as well? Like, how did, how did you balance the two? 
Yeah, I mean, I think a, a school like like Harvard, I mean, people are coming there and they were the best at their high school, right? They were the, you know, excelled in their sport, excelled in their, um, in theater, excelled in this classroom. They are just such high performers. Right. And so um, I think that if you enter an environment like that and you're always trying to compare yourself to others, that can be a really toxic environment. Instead, you need to know like, what's your purpose? And you know, what drives you? What's the thing that really gets you out of bed? And for me, it was soccer. It was, I wanted to continue to excel in the classroom. And I was, um, I was a good student and I, you know, definitely focused on my academics, but I also wanted to equally perform at a high level, which is why I was excited to have the opportunity to go to Harvard because of being able to play D1 and still have the academic rigors. That being said, it's definitely a challenging environment. You know, you never feel like you're really succeeding. And so again, you have to have that internal compass to say that mm. I know, you know, what I'm doing and and um, I'm giving it my personal best each day. And I, I think, you know, also I'm, I'm so grateful for my teammates. I mean, I met, I made some of the best friends um, through playing on the team, humble, um, funny, you know, hardworking, intelligent, bright. And, and I think that, um, you know, having those types of female, female role models and friends around me really uh, made the experience what it was. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's get into, to your company, my huddle, which I know you've been putting a lot of sweat and tears and passion in getting this company going in the right direction, which it is. And I want to share, I want you to share with my listeners, what is my, my huddle and what motivated you to create this company? Yeah, well, I'm really excited to be speaking to you about this too, because you were one of the first mental performance coaches that I connected with. And I'm very grateful for you helping me along the way to learn about the field of sports psychology and mental performance. And so uh, very excited, you know, that almost a year later now we're, we're speaking and I can tell you more about what my huddle is. So my huddle is an online platform that provides access to student athletes to sports psychology coaching right at their fingertips. Mm. And I was inspired to create this from my own experience as a student athlete, wanting to uh, do more on my mental game and wanting to have better access to mental support and mental coaching to both you know, reach my goals as an athlete and perform at the best, but also realizing that you know, it doesn't stop once you leave the field. How you feel on and off the field is going to impact your performance and your everyday. And so my goal is to make that accessible to every student athlete um, right at their fingertips. And so we have two different solutions and offerings. One is the ability for student athletes to go onto our mobile app and connect with a My Huddle coach via text and video chat and work one-on-one -on -one with a sports psychology professional who creates a personalized plan for, for their goals and needs. And then the second offering, uh, which is more new and what we're developing now, is giving on-demand access to educational content for student athletes. Again, right on your phone, on a mobile app, where you can access different video content and lessons, almost like mental workouts since mm -hmm. you envision it. All designed for student athletes by different psychology and mental performance coaches. Beautiful. And and I can only imagine when you when you were playing in college, I'm sure you had resources around, but um 
What if you had a company or a resource like my, my huddle when you played, would, would that make made a difference with your mental game? A hundred percent. That would definitely have made a difference in my performance. It, I know that from going from high, the high school years where you're under so much pressure about recruiting, you're playing on multiple teams, you have pressure from parents, coaches, and let alone you're a high schooler. And so there's a lot of changes you're going through naturally. Right. Um, and so having that type of outlet, um, someone who specializes this where you can get that support would have been so helpful for me in dealing with some of those pressures and demands as a high schooler. And then transitioning into college, I mean, that the going from being a, a senior to a freshman in college is a big jump for, I think, any athlete, you know, just the, the jump up in terms of the physical demands, uh, the jump up in terms of the intensity of the, of the game. And so having someone there by my side to help me make that transition and understand the tools and tricks and proven tactics that an athlete can use to improve their game and and get to the next level would have been so helpful for me. And again, maybe would have helped me avoid those two years of pain in college. Um, And even, you know, even in my, in the latter half of my career, when I suffered an injury, my senior season and uh, senior year of college, a knee injury that put me out for a month. And I was never really able to come back from that to the full, fullest extent. Um, and so you know, even in those moments where you think that you have it figured out, knowing that actively working on this, it's a skill, just like you would, you know, actively work on your strength and conditioning and fitness. We all need to actively work on the mental side of being a student athlete too. And so, um, that's what makes, you know, gets me so excited to be working on my huddle to meet athletes where they are, which is right on their phones and make it so accessible, um, and really, you know, create a cultural shift where every student athlete can have access to this embedded as part of their training. Mm. You you know, when, when I reflect a little bit, when I played and that was a long time ago, that was in the nineties, but um, you know, when, when you think about all the years that I played football, I played for almost 13 years and the year that I left the sport, um, which was the hardest year for me, um, just in life and sports, my body, and I didn't have anybody to talk to. No one had no clue what was going on inside my heart, my mind. And I can, and I, as you were speaking, I was just like, man, what if I had somebody, what if I had a resource? What if I could just go on my phone and boom, like in my room, I can like take care of what's going on. And it just seems like it's, it's so needed right now. We're going to talk a little bit about the the current landscape um, of sports and, and the pandemic and mental health, but um, I'm just, I'm happy. And I'm like, so like thrilled that there's someone like you pushing this because you know, as much as at the discussion of mindset and mental performance and mental health, it's out there, it's definitely in the forefront, but it still needs to get to all levels of sports, um, all levels of institutions. So when you think about your, your company, my huddle, like what is the target audience? Like, where do you want my huddle to be accessed? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked this question because um, you're right. I mean, there is a, a shift happening and it's great to see, but I really think about democratizing access to, you know, mental uh, wellness, uh, mental performance training, and where we see the biggest gap um, is really at the high school and youth levels. So, 
um, it's exciting to see, you know, celebrity athletes coming out and talking about mental health. Um, and that's having a trickle down effect. The NCAA a few years ago made mental health its number one priority. Um, and so we're starting to see colleges bring more sports psychology professionals on staff, which is so needed. At the high school level, there's very few resources and there's um, you know, more barriers to access. Um, and so that's really where we're focusing on right now on the, on the high school, because we see, um, see that gap and want to be able to, to fill that need. Um, and I think, you know, also for people who are maybe um, you know, new into this, in this world of, of mental training, I often get the question of, well, why, why wouldn't the athlete just go to, you know, their coach, their sports coach? And I like to clarify that, I mean, I had tremendous coaches growing up and I'm so fortunate for that, but there's this, um, this, uh, you know, relationship with your coach where you don't necessarily always want your sports coach who's deciding your playing time to know about how you're feeling off the field. You want them to think about you as a performer, as you know, the, the, the resilient athlete, which you are. Um, and so having that outlet of a trusted uh, person and professional, who is dedicated and, and firstly invested in you and your, you know, mental wellness is, is really critical to have that as part of your support team. Um, and so that's why we're really focused on, on high school um, and, and really excited to um, be working with athletes in that population. You know, I, it's, it's such a great point. I never, never really thought about that. Cause I always think about like, what if a coach, like the full package, the coach can do tactics, can do strategy, and then also tap into the the mindset or the, the mental performance side. And sometimes you probably don't want your coach to know exactly how you're feeling. So, but I, but I also think that, that if a coach can do that, I mean, talk about a trans transformational coach, um, but it, but it, it brings up a great point because I think that's why we just need more resources because not everybody is going to go to a coach as much as it, it would be more of a streamlined process to have the coach to be a one-stop shop. Um, not everybody's the same. And, and so the more resources out there, the better for the athletes. Yeah. And the other thing I'll add is I've spoken to a lot of sports coaches at the youth levels and you know, they, they have a lot on their plate already. Yeah. <laughs> the whole team to manage. Um, they have, pressure and conversations with parents. And so uh, a lot of coaches, they, they want, you know, they want to be that support resource, but they, they can't always play that role because they already have so much on their plate. And so I think we're asking a lot of our, you know, youth coaches to say, okay, now you also need to be you know, a mental health professional. I mean, that, that is a, a tall, a tall order. So I agree that it would be amazing to find that all in one package, but I, I think how can we also give coaches more support and resources so that they can you know, also thrive in, in doing what they do best. Totally. It's a great point. It's a great point. You know, and we're, we're going to kind of get into more of mental health. Um, obviously it's something that we, we hear a lot of these days. Um, when you go back and just kind of reflect when you played in college when you look at the the level of mental health things, the uh, factors that you saw that you experienced either with your team or yourself, how different is the landscape today with mental health? I think it's radically changed and for, for the better. I mean, as I mentioned before, one, we have greater awareness about what, it, what mental health is um, and, and how everyone has their mental health. It, it should be treated just like 
physical health, where there's a continuum of (laughs) everything on the physical side from having an injury to working on your strength and performance. I mean, mental health has that same continuum from dealing with a mental health disorder or challenge to working on your mental performance. Um, I think that again, celebrity athletes, um, that are coming out and talking about mental health and their challenges with it are really changing the game. I think that, um, just this generation of youth that are growing up are, are being encouraged and so much more, um, open-minded to, uh, mental health and, and talking about it. I've been so inspired by a lot of the youth athletes and college athletes, high school athletes that we talk to, um, and, and their, you know, awareness of this and wanting to be ambassadors for athlete mental health. Um, and so I think it's, it's, there, there definitely is a shift and we're starting to see it, but I think still there's so much more that needs to be done in terms of providing tangible resources that athletes can then take advantage of, um, to be able to pro- proactively work on their mental health, right? Like let's not wait until a crisis moment for you. Let's give you tools to proactively work on it. So we're talking about, you know, preventative, um, health and, and working on that so that you can achieve your goals on the field and also feel good off the field. Yeah. You know, it's one thing that I, I go back, I think it was about a year ago or so Kevin Love was talking about, um, about mental health and in his mental health. And he makes a great point. He says, it doesn't matter where you're at, whether if you're thriving or not in life or in sports or in work, we all have something. And I think that's, that was one thing that like, like everything you said was, was spot on. And I think just because someone looks like they're, they're good, they're doing, we all have so much stuff. Like our, the things that we deal with as a human or humans, there's just so many things a part of our life. And so I might look like I'm doing great, but I, I actually, I'm dealing with stuff right now. I'm thinking about stuff that that's getting me out of focus. And so I think it's, it's great that we are bringing that up. And I think the more that we're empathetic and the more that we're actually allowing ourselves to connect that's the thing is like, that's one thing I, as much as I feel there's a disconnect right now, um, just with the world, with the pandemic, but I also on some levels because of the pandemic, because we've had a pause, we've had to, we've had to reconnect with ourselves and with other people. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and yeah, that's a great point about the pandemic. Actually, I think it's, um, elevated awareness around mm-hmm. the mental health needs of athletes, obviously with unprecedented sports cancellations. Um, and how that has affected athletes that used to use sports as their their outlet and no longer longer having access to that. The NCAA did a survey of athletes and found that mental health challenges during this time are two times higher than they historically have been. And so I think again, like COVID is raising and elevating the need for more proactive um, mental wellness and and mental support for athletes. Um, and so hopefully that type of awareness uh, can continue even once sports do resume. Definitely. And from your perspective, as you've gone through this journey, um, considering the times and the pandemic that we're going through right now, what are some of the things that you've seen or heard um, some topics that the athletes, youth and, and high school athletes that are dealing with right now? Yeah, well, definitely youth athletes are dealing with a lot right now. That's an understatement. Right. Um, but, you know, two top issues that are coming up. Um, one is just so much uncertainty and, and ambiguity that you have to navigate. You know, one day 
you might be saying your season is on and then the next day the season or tournament gets canceled because some athletes were found to have tested positive for COVID. So really just not being able to plan and, and not know um, whether or not you, you have a season. Um, and so dealing with that ambiguity has been um, a, a very a top concern for youth athletes, especially when you're so used to being regimented and scheduled yeah. and almost overscheduled to, to now have this sort of open time where you don't know what to predict. Um, the second one is staying motivated. Um, again, if you don't have that season in sight, um, you don't know exactly what you're planning for, how can you tap into, you know, reconnect to the reason why you play your sport, the real purpose, and stay motivated to continue training? I worry about the long-term impacts of COVID on youth sports participation because um, we already know that today that kids quit by age 11 um, sports. On average, they quit by age 11. And so I, I worry about um, sports participation rates dropping just as you know, COVID has made it harder for kids to play sports. And you know, this pay-for-play model that we have in youth sports makes sports you know, harder to access um, for the masses. So um, that's two trends I definitely want to stay close to and, and be part of you know, providing sports access to kids um, and continuing to help them through the transition of staying motivated you know, again so that when sports resume, uh, they can pick up where they left off. Those are, those are great points. Uh, and I, and I see that as well, you know, with the, the athletes and the teams that I, that I work with, um, man, like it's, it's real. And you know, what's also real is, um, I just was reading some, some articles recently. And this morning there was actually a Sarah high school who, where I used to coach football. The head coach is, um, is leading the uh, initiative right now to get California sports active. And so he was on the news uh, this morning and not only did I hear him today, but I also him and another coach, uh, De La Salle football coach Allenbaugh, they were talking in an article about right now as a football coach, their biggest responsibility right now, like the role that they're playing has nothing to do with football. It's, it's all about mental health. He says, uh, like the coach for De La Salle was like, man, if I could just, my goal is to get my kids when I'm with them or if I'm on Zoom calls, just to see them smile. That's it. He goes, if I can get them to smile, it's a win for me. But he goes, I'm becoming more of a, of a mental health counselor, a life coach. It has nothing to do with football anymore. And so the long-term effects of that for these kids, who knows what the long-term effects are? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's, it's um, you know, so great to hear that those coaches are stepping in and playing that role again, because um, we need that type of support for, for our youth and youth athletes. And it's, it's so important that they still have that outlet in some way to find joy and feel yeah. happy. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think the, the lasting impacts of this are still to be determined. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, since we are talking about mindset, um, you know, we'll switch a little bit, uh, the switch the gears here a little bit. So being a, a CEO of a company, a startup company, being an entrepreneur, I, I know what it's like. Um, there could be a lot of pressures, a lot of things that you're emotionally and mentally dealing with. How do you, how do you prepare your mind? How do you actually keep your mindset in, in, in a healthy spot? 
Well, you're definitely right that it takes um, work and intentionality <laughs> to, <laughs> right. to do that. Um, I think especially, you know, I, I started my huddle at the start of COVID. And so mm. we've been in lockdown and, and quarantine and I really you know, love working in teams. And so when you're uh, you know, starting a, a new company, you don't actually have that support system right around you. So for me, um, something that has helped with my mindset is you know, one, uh, journaling. Uh, that is a, a, a habit that I really started a few years ago, but I've really tried to stick to it um, here in, especially during quarantine. But, you know, I have so many thoughts swirling around in my day, um, in my head during the day and being able to put that down on paper or just simply write down, you know, what are three things I'm going to accomplish today and have that as a reference point so that, you know, there's no one telling me what to do each day. There's no one telling me what success looks like each day. I have to define that for myself. And so being able to have that conversation with myself define that set goals and look back at it and say like, okay, you know, it's end of the day. I've achieved these three things. You can feel good about yourself. That's been really helpful for my mindset. Um, (laughs) and then, you know, the second thing is around being intentional about building that support network, you know, rather, whether it's mentors and people that have, you know, helped me in my past life and bringing them into the fold, Um, One of the best things I did early on with starting my huddle was um, create an internship program where we have college student athletes who are interning for us and being able to connect with them on a daily basis. You know, one, they truly understand the need. Um, They have brought so much energy and passion to this. And that, you know, gives me so much energy and passion as well. Um, And so, you know, finding those experts too. I mean, I am not from... Um, a sports psychology background. I, I did not go to school to study that for years. Um, and so making sure that I'm surrounding myself with those experts um, who can give me that guidance has also been really important um, in terms of shaping my huddle. And when you think of uh, mentors, which I I think we all need mentors, we need multiple mentors. Who's been a very influential mentor for you during this process? Oh, so many um, people. Um, there's one woman in particular who comes to mind who um, also is an alum of my um, uh, Harvard soccer program who um, has started her own company. Um, it's a, a women's athletic brand. And um, just, you know, she reached out to me when she heard what I was doing. Um, and she's already been so helpful in terms of connecting me with people um, giving me guidance, you know, knowing that who's that person that you can ask what you feel like are stupid questions to, um, it, it, and it has been just an amazing, uh, resource for me. And, you know, I would say also, I mean, working in this space of, of youth sports and, and, you know, mental health for, for athletes, I've had the pleasure of just getting to connect with passionate individuals, like-minded individuals, people like yourself who, you know, love working with student athletes. And that has been, you know, such an amazing blessing about this. And and I I just love the people that I get to connect with on a day-to-day basis. And so that's also been a huge source of inspiration for me. Beautiful. And I love this question. I, I like to close up most of my podcast with this question and it's about reflection. So when you think about uh, your whole career as, as an athlete and also as an entrepreneur, what do you think you've learned the most about yourself? Oh, 
that's a good question. Huh. I, I have to say it goes back to, I, I mean, especially when I think about my experience as an athlete, experience as an entrepreneur, experience in the business world, I just love working in teams. I thrive in a team setting. I, I am so much better as a human when I'm in a team. <laughs> um, I, I, I look at, you know, some things that I've done in my life and I, I have to give credit to the people around me who've lifted me up challenged me, um, so, you know, starting with, you know, your youth sports days where you're playing soccer with a diverse group of kids and yeah. exposed to people from different paths to, you know, what I went through in college and really seeing the power of a team to persevere and accomplish an amazing goal to now, you know, being in a startup and it's who you bring on to the, to the team that really makes or breaks it. And so, I really know um, that I love working in teams. I really believe in the power of a team to accomplish great things. And so that's th- that's something that I've learned about um, myself and mm. want to make sure that I always stay as a you know a team-oriented leader and individual. You know, I, I personally, I think one of the reasons why we're here on this earth is to connect, to have community, right? And, and to share our energy. And I love it. I, I can feel the energy when you're talking about it. And I, and I truly believe that no matter where we want to go in life, we can't do it alone. Um, as much as that there's times where we feel alone, but there's people in, in the process, whether they're in the, the back scenes or the front of you, side of you, but someone's helping you. And, um, and I love it. I love it that that's like, that's a passion as a motivator for you. So that's, that's a beautiful, beautiful picture that you uh, created there. Um, when you think about, well, actually, how do my people get, how do my listeners get to know more about you and my huddle? How can they connect with you and, and get involved? Yeah, sure. Um, so you can check out our website. It's uh, joinmyhuddle.com. Uh, we also have an Instagram community. So you can find us on Instagram at my underscore huddle. Um, and then, um, you know, you can also email our team, um, hello at joinmyhuddle.com. And we'd love to connect with you. Uh, we know that we can't achieve our mission without, um, you know, sports leaders, coaches, athletes, parents, um, uh, sports psychology professionals. And so building that community of people who want to change the stigma around mental health and sports, who want to provide better access uh, to mental coaching to student athletes. It's so critical also to our vision. So we'd love to get people involved. Please connect with us and uh, excited to connect with your audience. All right. Well, Christina, thank you so much for sharing your story and sharing my huddle with, with my listeners. Um, you know, it's been incredible having a front row seat, seeing you start this company at the very beginning and, and weathering the storm of the pandemic and, and all the things that we as humans have to deal with, but just seeing you thrive and seeing something from when it started like this and it's just growing and growing. And I can't wait to see where you're going to take this company because I think more than sports, I think there's companies, there's institutions that need resources like this. So, um, so sky's the limit for you. And I'm really excited for you. Thank you so much, Grant. <laughs> you bet. Thank you.